0: Last, uh, do you know what? Just before, just before we get into what I want to share this morning, I was so struck uh, by our first song that was sang this morning, and uh, I think it was the first song. But towards the end of it, it says, "the, the evidence is all around; it, the spirit of the Lord is here." And um, I, I just, I just hung on that. I just hung on that sentence almost as we continued to sing the other songs. The evidence is all around, and and. Uh, we're in this. We're in this building. There's no. There's no. There's no sight of creation. There's. There's. A, what is it? Where is? Where is the evidence? And I really felt strongly that it's like it's. It's you. The evidence is all around you. It's each one of you sitting in this seat. You're the evidence that the spirit of the Lord is here. The evidence is all around, and anything can happen when the spirit of the Lord is here. And those of us that have said yes to Jesus, those of us. Uh, knowing and acknowledging We've been born in, it, in His image Created for something Spirit of God lives within us That's, That is the evidence that He's all around It's the evidence that the Spirit of the Lord is here And um, I felt really encouraged by that That As I sit with each one of you in worship this morning As we gather as family today That you are you are the evidence that the Lord is here You are the evidence that the Spirit of the Lord is here um, last week we we uh, spoke a wee bit about Samuel. We finished off our time speaking about Samuel, and just struck by this this idea of how he positioned himself. We've been struck over the last two or three weeks by the language of positioning ourselves correctly, of the posture that we have, and we as we read the the, the famous chapter of Samuel where the Lord calls him th- three times and each time he goes to Eli and says you're calling me what is it that you want and finally Eli discerns Eli realises that it's it's, uh, it's it's not an overactive, overactive imagination it's actually the Lord that is trying to get the attention of this young boy and so, he, and so Eli says Samuel go and lie down go and lie down and whenever you hear whenever you hear it hear your name being called again. Say, speak, Lord, for your servant listens. And the challenge I think for for me, the challenge that I wanted to uh, to to bring before you last week was was how we are positioning ourselves, and the need as we consider what it looks like to go deep, to put out a little deep, to go in, to go further, to go deeper, and at the same time allowing Him to do a deeper work within us. We're asking ourselves that question, how are you positioned? I'm I'm I feel it at this time and especially uh, this week, especially in this actually just in this season of all that's going on in our world, all that's all that's going on in this community, I increasingly realise I need to position myself to listen and to go and lie down. and find myself in the quiet, in the silence, a place of solitude position to listen and and he will come and, and, the, and the thing was that in those days the word of the Lord was rare we're told it, it felt it looks like as we read the story of Eli and his sons and, and, and what's going on in the nation at this time it, it truly looks like God has gone silent the word of the Lord is is rare the voice of God is rare dreams and visions are are not happening very often and maybe that's the case for some of us in the room. Maybe like going back all of these many centuries, the word of the Lord, it, it, feel, it looks like, it feels like he's gone silent. But I think much like Samuel, he's looking for a people who will position themselves to listen. And maybe that is the challenge for us, for those of us especially who, who particularly feel like he's gone silent who particularly, particularly in your life now, it looks like he has gone silent. The word of the Lord is rare. He's looking for people who will position themselves to listen. And um, so we met together on Wednesday night, and I, and I just thought it would be really important that I would share for a, for a few minutes about about the word that, that Alan brought to us on Wednesday night. Uh, a word that Wednesday night doesn't suit everybody where that there was many of you were away and, and all of that and, and but it felt like it was an important word it felt like it was important that I would bring it bring it up again uh, this morning we, we met in the little room across the way where the little uh, rock tots are meeting right now and we worshiped and we prayed and we waited upon the Lord and towards the end of our time together, Alan got up and felt like he he he, he had something for us as a church. And uh, and the truth is that I've haven't been speaking to Alan in a in a in a few weeks. He he's not he wasn't aware of the series that we are in, he wasn't aware of the language that we've been using over the last couple of Sundays. But the the first line that that he used as he as he got up to share the word for us. The word that he offered to us as a church family was posture towards presence is really important. Posturing ourselves towards the presence is really important. And I couldn't help but think about where we were last week, about how, how Samuel positioned himself. He, he postured himself towards the presence. He postured himself towards uh, the voice of God. And Mary, we spoke about Mary, Mary did the, did the same. Mary positioned herself to hear from Jesus. When Martha was busy with all the activity, Mary sat at the feet of Jesus. She positioned herself, her posture was towards presence. It was really important. And for me, I've, I've been struck over the last number of months by Mark. Chapter you've heard me saying it before. Mark chapter three, verse fourteen, is Jesus when Jesus called the disciples. First, he called them to be with him, and then to to send them out. That word "with" is it's it's meta in the in the Greek, and it is a it's a deep, it's a deep meaningful word, like to be to be with, be fully present, to be fully aware, be fully committed, and that's what Jesus did. His Mark tells us that he that he called his disciples to be with him, and then he sent them out. He sent them out to preach, and to heal, and to speak of the kingdom message. The kingdom was near. But first of all, he called them to be with him, because I think Jesus knew the same, the importance of positioning ourselves to listen. That we our posture would be toward him. Our posture would be toward his. Presence, and as Alan continued to to, to talk, he uh, he 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 brought us to Exodus chapter twenty five. Not have time to go into all of that, but essentially he came away from that saying he wanted his 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 desire for the people of God even then, and the same as as much as it is for us now, he wanted it, he wanted them to be a priesthood. And that's what he's called us. And Peter, First Peter chapter two verse nine tells us that we are. We're a holy nation, we're a called out people, we're a royal priesthood. And that's what he wanted. That's what he wanted for the children of Israel. He wanted them to be a priesthood. He wanted them to be ones that would stand in the place for the people. And that's what he calls us. Those of us that have said yes to following the Jesus way, that's that's what he calls us. A priesthood. We're ones that would stand in the place for the people. And and, and the verses go on in, in first Peter. That we would uh, that we would call people out of darkness and into this wonderful light. That's what it. That's what it looks like to stand and that's what it looks like to stand in the place for people. Call them out of hopelessness. Call them out of darkness. Call them out of brokenness and their pain and their disappointment and into the wonderful light. That's what it looks like to be a priesthood, and that's who who you are. And Alan presented this picture, and it was one of those moments. It was one of those moments that you you. you that you almost, you almost feel like you fully, fully recognize that the presence of the Lord is so in this room right now. And I felt like where I was sitting, I felt like there was a murmur around me that as Alan shared this picture, that it was, yes, that, that there's something in what you're saying makes sense. And he spoke about, he spoke about us. It, it was almost like he seen us standing here as a church family, standing with one hand reaching towards Father. One hand reaching towards God and holding God's hand with one hand, and the other hand being stretched out towards humanity, taking hold of humanity. And that was the picture that he had, and, I've, and that is that's the, that's the, this picture that I've that I've held and prayed into. And, and God, will you continue to bring? Will you continue to put flesh to that? I truly want to know what it is to hold His hand. To hold his hand as his as as the ones that will stand in the place for the people, and as we are with our other hand, we're reaching out and taking hold of humanity with this hand. In all of their hurt, in all of their pain, in all of their disappointment, in all of their heartache, and as I've just meditated upon that the last couple of days, I've I've re- I've truly realised that the that the tighter that I hold on to his hand here, the more that I'm the more that I'm moved with compassion towards humanity here. The more that my posture is towards presence here, that it's, it's it, it does something towards how I view and see those that I'm living with, those that I, am surrounded with. I I'm I convinced of that. I'm convinced of it that the looser, the looser that I'm holding on to him here, the the more indifferent that I am towards humanity here. And there's something about this picture that that I feel like that God is wanting us to to consider. He's wanting us to. To go over in our minds, and, and and what does that look like for us as church? I want us to, I'd love us that we would work this out together. How we better hold on to His hand here? How do we, how do we go deeper and further with Him here? Because inevitably, as we do that, we go further and deeper relationally with, with those that are in our families, in our neighborhoods, those that are at our school gates, and those that we meet at our workplaces. Something about how we. How tight and loose we are holding on to him determines how tight and loose we're holding on here, and uh, and the encourage, the encouragement the challenge to us on on Wednesday night was that we would be more concerned with posture than we would be with place, and so it's still it's like we're we're we've been here since May, and and grateful for this place, but there's still, there is still a part of me that is always praying God what are you doing with us where are you sending us. What's the next step? Where are, you, where are you leading us? And so part of me needed to hear that on, on Wednesday night. And maybe f- for some of us in the room, you need to hear that. that. That we would be less concerned with place and more concerned with posture. And as we become more concerned with posture, the place will work itself out. And so there are some things that we, that we, that we, that we prayed in together on Wednesday night. And I and I loved and I want to make sure that you that you know what is being said, that you know what we're wrestling with, that you know what um we're asking the Lord for. Let me show you share with you a quote that I read that I read a couple of days ago from Gian. My man, G-U-Y-O-N. I had I had practiced reading her or pronouncing her name, but I've completely forgotten it. G U Y O N. She's a French. Mystic from the 17th century, and um, and some of the stuff that she writes, I'll be honest, it goes over my head. It's just so deep. God, that's the, that's the depth I want to get to as we're in this in this challenge of being going into the deep. You may think yourself, here's what she said. You may think yourself one furthest from a deep experience with the Lord, but in fact, the Lord has especially chosen you. You are the one most suited to know Him well. I'd love to read it that quote again and I'd love you to make it as best as you possibly can, make this as personal to yourself. This is to you. This is speaking to some of you in the room who feel like this this conversation of going out into the deep, this conversation of experiencing the presence of the Lord, it 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 in some ways maybe it's not where you're at right now. Maybe you feel like you've you haven't performed well enough, you haven't done enough. I I'd love us that in as we as we continue to share as we continue to worship together that all of those myths would be debunked. You may think yourself one furthest from a deep experience from with the Lord, but in fact the Lord has especially chosen you. You may think yourself furthest, least deserving the experience, the encounter, the goodness, and the presence and the kindness of Jesus, but in fact the Lord has especially. The Lord is especially chosen. the Lord has especially chosen you. You are the one most suited to know him well. And there's three or four things that I want us to leave us with this morning that that maybe we could practically that we could practically attempt throughout this week. Some of these some of these suggestions will will suit some and not others. But as I've I've been praying and and meditating on that language of posturing towards presence, the the language that I find myself using over and over again along the same lines is is, uh, beholding the Lord. To behold the Lord. And I think there's there's different ways that we can do that. There's different ways that we can behold him. There's different ways that that we can position ourselves before him. And for some of you in the room that, that... that find uh, that find st- reading, that find Bible study maybe maybe a challenge maybe a difficulty. I want I want you to know that that you can posture yourself towards presence as you walk around Gosford. You can behold the Lord as you engage fully if you engage well with creation. And this is what Paul says in Romans chapter one verse twenty. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and his divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that men are without excuse. And I know, like I know we can walk around, you can walk around, gospel, you can walk around some of the incredible places that we have around us, around our little island and and, and miss miss the presence of, the, of God, miss an encounter with him as, as, uh, as we walk around and can so often miss that his qualities are being revealed, his qualities can be clearly seen, his eternal power and divine nature can be clearly seen as we engage with creation. And so this week, why don't you posture yourself towards presence? Why don't you behold the Lord by, by going for a walk? And then when it comes to scripture, when it comes to uh, when it comes to reading the Bible, comes to your time of devotion, whoever that looks for you, is there a way that you can posture yourself towards His presence? Is there a way, as you open up the Bible, that you can f- truly behold the Lord? I've some uh, just interesting conversations this week with 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 different people who who are leading church in different denominations in different ways, and, and it just happened to be the, the conversation a few times um led towards uh, how we how we approach the bible, how we how we posture ourselves to that's not the language we use, but how we posture ourselves towards towards the living word. And our, our John, for those most of you will be aware, John Tech John Heron takes our uh, Friday morning uh, devotionals up at the castle every Friday. And uh, and John talked about how he's not a big fan of the Bible in a year, and so for those that are doing the Bible in a year, don't be offended. That's just John's opinion. That's just where he's at. But he but he spoke about how, and and I relate to that. Uh, I relate to this that that oftentimes whenever you're going through the Bible in a year, you're you're never really posturing yourself towards the presence. Your posture, I know for me there are so many times I was posturing myself towards I was coming towards the end of the chapter that I had to finish that day and I was ready to tick the box yes, done and uh, and often we can miss the voice of the Lord often we can miss what he's trying to say whenever uh, whenever we're just uh, fulfilling a duty when we're just ticking a box I was talking to a friend who, who, uh, who preaches most Sundays and, uh, and he was telling me that the temptation and, the, and actually the pain it is that that we come to Scripture so often, for those of us that preach, for those of us that that, uh, that have the responsibility to um, bring the Word of God on a Sunday, that we end up using that as a place to get material. We use the Bible as a place to go to for material, for for information, for, for something to, to, to bolster our, our sermon. And we can often miss what he wants to say to us. we can often miss posturing ourselves towards uh, just beholding him, just worshiping him and then there's other times there's other conversations that I've had, and again I've done all, all, I've done all of these things, and often we can we can end up using this thing that we flick through to try and find something to that we're dealing with. We we'll go to the back and, and we'll find I'm dealing with anxiety and we'll find the verse that we go to and we end up treating this as a self-help book it becomes some sort of self-help manual and i'm grateful for the times that the the word of the lord comes and it does it brings it brings comfort and it brings healing but it's not a self-help manual it's not a self-help book it's a place that we go to encounter the living god it's a place first of all we go to behold him and this is what richard foster said Richard Foster says, We are not reading the scripture to gain some understanding, but to turn your mind from outward things to the deep parts of your being. You are not there to learn or to read, but to experience the presence of the Lord. Can I read it again? We are not reading the scripture to gain some understanding, but to turn your mind from outward things to the deep parts of your being. You are not there to learn or to read, but to experience the presence of the Lord. And so whenever I read that, whenever I read that this week, I tried to I tried to come before the word of the Lord differently. I tried to come before it that I wouldn't go from from one thought to the next too quickly. I didn't want to rush from one thought to the next, and, and miss what he wanted to say. And so as I read, there was during the week I read Psalm, uh, Psalm sixty two, and it said, toward. Toward the Lord, my entire being is silent. It was the first verse in Psalm sixty-two, and he said it. The psalmist said it again in verse five. And there's so much more. There's so much more incredible stuff that the psalmist says in that chapter. But it was that. It was that line. I just realized. I, do you know what? I, I'm not. I'm not here right now for for information. I'm not here so that I've something to say in a sermon. I'm here because I want. To stay with what has been revealed, I want to catch something that he wants to say. And so it's funny there's nobody in the house, and, uh, and I realised I just wanted to I just wanted to lie. And me and Judith were actually talking during the week that there's nowhere in our house where there's carpet apart from the stairs and the wee bit of landing. And so as odd as it felt, I walked the stairs and I would gotten the landing and then I lay because I wanted to stay with what he was doing. I wanted to stay in the moment of what it felt like he wanted to reveal. And so I just stayed with that verse for ten or fifteen minutes toward the Lord, toward you, God. I am my entire being is silent to you. My entire being is my entire being is turned toward you. And those moments, like I, I, I can say those things that for a couple of minutes on a Sunday, as if that's as if that's what always happens. it, it doesn't. Wish it did. But there's something about. There's something about. Uh, positioning ourselves differently there's something about turning having our posture towards presence that even when we come before the word when we come before creation something something happens a miracle can happen with saying that a miracle can happen anything can happen there's times where feel like anything can happen when his presence feels so real when we're fully aware that the, that 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 is that his spirit is there and we can do it with so we can do it with creation we can do it with the scripture we can do it with with music I do, I do enjoy music. I do enjoy worship. It is not the first place that I would go to whenever it comes to this idea of beholding the Lord. But even, but even the times where I have the music on, I, I, I'm aware that it requires faith. There's times where I'm aware it requires faith to believe that he's present. And that's important maybe for some of us. Because I think we, we can be, we can fall into the, the trap of believing that something needs to happen. I need to feel something. I want to experience what what I hear, the testimony of other people, that warm feeling flowing through my body, something happening, some 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 awareness that the presence of the Lord is truly there, and those moments will come, and and and, and people in this room have experienced those moments. But there's times where it just simply requires faith to believe that He's present, faith just to believe that He's there. I'm not feeling it at the minute, God. I'm not. Aware of what you're saying But I choose to believe that you're right with me I choose to believe that you're here with me In this struggle That you're here with me in this pain That you're here with me in this disappointment There's moments that require faith to believe that he's present And even as you've heard the announcements today Maybe for some of you that is going to be Your your choice today to, That That's going to be what you do this week You're Even though you've never done it before Even though you've never been to a meeting like it before there's a hunger within you. You want to posture yourself towards presence and sure you're going to come and see what it would be like to, to witness the prophetic in action. To witness the voice of the Lord coming to the church and coming to individuals. And Maybe that's what you're going to do. Maybe that's the challenge for some of us in the room today. And so creation or scripture or music are or, or coming to... Uh, worship and hear from the Lord together tomorrow night or for some it could just be the prayer of silence the prayer of silence in Romans 8 verse 26 it says we don't know what to pray as we ought to but the spirit pleads on our behalf with groanings too deep for words as I think of some of the conversations that, that have taken place in in our village this week I, I've been so grateful for Romans 8 verse 26 because I I I often have these times but there's been times this week where I don't know what to pray as I ought. But I'm so grateful for this prayer of silence that the Spirit that as I would sit before him, that as as I would posture myself towards his presence, that I am aware and I have the confidence that the Spirit pleads on my behalf with groanings that are too deep for words. And that's the case for all of us, for many of you in the room. Again, whether it's sickness or Brokenness or disappointment or hurt, you don't know what to pray. You don't even know what to say to him. But the Spirit pleads in your, He pleads in your behalf with groanings that are too deep for words. And so last week, uh, I wanted to challenge you with, with a couple of questions. Do you expect to hear from him? When was the last time you heard from him? Some of the questions that I felt, uh, that I felt. The Lord challenging me with this week is, Do you desire to know me in a deep way? Because as I put these five, four, five things down on a, on a bit of paper, I come to the end of it and think, Well, I'm ready to, now I'm ready to preach. It felt like the gentle voice of the Lord saying, Do you desire, do you desire this? Do you desire to know me in a deep way? Is this the deep longing of your heart to po- truly posture yourself towards presence, or does it just sound nice? I love that, that He reminds me that. How he comes with gentleness and in a question that feels like I automatically want to get defensive. I feel like I'm I feel like like Peter in John 21. Of course I do. You know that I love you. Of course I want to do this. The temptation to get defensive, but he's a way of 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 provoking me, he's a way of of challenging me, he's a way of calling things out in me that that no one else can. And so this the experience he reminds me that this, this experience has been made possible for you. It's his desire. It's his desire to give him. His desire to give himself to me is greater than my desire to take hold of him. There's something. There's something awful about that, but there's something beautiful about that. His desire to give himself to me is greater than my desire. And so, as I've asked myself, "Do you desire to know me?" And God has made this experience possible. He's displayed it in creation. He's displayed it here. He's going to on Monday night. He's going to use people to. To, to make the evidence of the Spirit of the Lord being there. He uses music, he uses silence. And I would love that you would just keep asking yourself the question, do you desire, do you desire to go a little deeper? Do you desire to push out a little further? And if your answer is no, do not feel condemned this morning, do not feel guilty this morning. Begin to ask yourself why. What is going on that, that, is, that is blocking? What is going on that is distracting me? And so why don't we... Uh, why don't we pray? Paul's going to come and and, uh, and finish with um with one last song, aren't you? So um so why don't we stand? Can we stand and pray. Let me pray for us all. Paul's going to lead us and do forgive us. You know that uh, I love Sunday mornings, and probably my favorite part of a Sunday morning is is after this. And uh, and so forgive me that um, a few of us are heading on to get over to Moira pretty quick. So um. If there's anything that we can do I think we can pray I'd encourage you to be with us tomorrow night I'd encourage you to chat with With uh, with some of us Chat with some of those That um, that will still be here afterwards But Father I just pray that you would um, Stir something Within our hearts today God continue to uh, Cause us to be bold enough to pray that prayer Search me oh God Test me Reveal if there's anything in me that is that is causing me to to not to posture myself before presence. And we pray that you would that you would come and do a deep work within us. We thank you for each person in this room, thank you for each family that's in this place. And I pray that you would um, that you would allow us to experience something of your your kindness and your compassion and your beauty this week. Thank you for today. Thank you for the kids Would you bless the kids as they have met encourage them, be so near to them. In Jesus' name, amen.